Hello everybody, welcome to Maximum Libertarian. Thank you for clicking on the button to listen to this great, wonderful show. Well, today's uh, podcast is an interview with Derek Maddox. He's the chair of the Lynchburg Area Libertarians. He's been a campaign manager for Charlie Milliner last year. And um, this year, me, him, Cesar Alberto got together. We were campaigning and petitioning for Dean Davison, who is running for the House of Delegates in the 19th District here in Virginia. So after we got done petitioning, I sat down at uh, me, Patron, with Derek, and we just went over a few little things, talking libertarianism there in his area and around the nation. So please sit back, listen to this wonderful podcast, give it a five-star review, share it, like it, whatever you want, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, so we're just going to talk about, I'm going to tell you, is uh, you're, you're the chair of the Lynchburg Libertarians. That is correct, yes, sir. How long have you been the chair? Uh, the chair of the Lynchburg Area Libertarians, former chair, he stepped down in uh, September of 2020 due to him moving, so I accepted the position. And how long were you with Charlie? How long were you up? You and Charlie pretty much came in there together, right? Oh, right. Uh, he was elected as uh, chair and I was elected as vice chair. So. so, what do you, you know, I've been up there with the Vernon Valley Libertarians now for, let's see, 2009-ish. I really got more active in 2010. How have you seen, in your short time, how have you seen, has it, have you seen the group grow? Have you seen it go down? What key, so how, how's, how's the attendance? Well, I've seen uh, some members come in um, and then a few members leave. Um, it's always, it's kind of going up and down. I think a lot of that's due to the elections. Right. But um, it's definitely steady. And uh, right now we have 11 members. That is constant? That, um, well, not necessarily constant attending the meetings, but yes, they are all uh, voting members of the LA Lynchburg Area Libertarians. Okay. So. I guess what really what I was gonna, how do you stay motivated? We just collected signatures today for Dean Davidson. Right. He's he's out there in the 19th district, want to run for House of Delegates. Right. And we got eight signatures in what roughly about two hours. Well, there's hardly anyone there, so let's right. be honest there. How do you stay motivated? Because you're, we can go out right now. We go in this restaurant. We could ask every individual. Right. They're going to tell me how the government's horrible. The leadership just steals, lies, cheats, steals. Yet when you offer them another person, such as Charlie Milliner, who ran for what Board of Supervisors, right? Oh, uh, that's right. Board okay. of Supervisors. He runs for Board of Supervisors, and they vote the same guy in who's always been there. Or, he, I guess he was new. Was he new? He, he was, was he new. Re -reelected? He, uh, he made the false claim that he was a Republican, which that is a lie right. because they were all nonpartisan. How do you stay motivated? Um, to understand what's at stake. I've been motivated. Uh, I joined the uh, Libertarian Party in 2018. I discovered it in 2016. I was already motivated by the national debt and just recognizing our loss of liberty. Which, what brought you to the party? Uh, many things. Uh, was there one thing that brought you to the party? No, I wouldn't say one thing, but I would just say a general erosion of our liberties every day. 
Uh, you know, I was in herd shares, and I'll give a brief description of what that is. You have dairy cows, and your customers actually own parts of your herd, and you deliver the milk and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you always hear these horror stories, even in Virginia, where these people are <coughs> arrested and treated as criminals. And uh, it just made me very angry to realize that the government that is meant to protect our liberties and our freedoms is actually the ones who are our enemies and fighting and taking away our freedoms. Right. So, you know, that was just awakening. So I think it was personal close to home, but uh, more so to um, just just a general erosion of our liberties, I think. Right. So I don't think it was one thing in particular. Okay. Because, see, what brought me to the party was when I got out of the Navy in 2006. Right. You know, I was under the belief that everything we did was the right thing to do right. overseas. Right. I never questioned the motivations, even though I probably knew of the atrocities that sometimes people in power uh, do. Right. In turn, I think, you know, in the, in the end, it's all for the greater, you know, I'd rather fight them there than fight them here. Right. And when I got out, I looked at it and it's like, this, this isn't adding up. Yeah. And uh, so in turn, I started, you know, I stood by a flag of the GOP for a minute. Yes. And uh, then 2009, when I learned of the Libertarian Party, at the local level, the affiliate, that was when I went, I started to get, you know, once you open, just like they say, once you take, uh, unplug, yeah. you can't go back in. That's um, also but, what Leonard Reed said, uh, uh, your mind is being liberated, is right. the way he described it in one book. But do, I guess in the end, but all right, so now, so, so I've been doing it since 2010. Right. What's your, how do you relieve the motivation, like last night, I'm looking at the things, and they're talking yeah. about the G the Georgia election laws that were signed in by Brian Kemp and so forth, and it was pushed through. There was nothing about, when I was looking at CNN or whatever Facebook feed, it was all racial. This is Jim Crow 2.0, this is anything and everything, right. but the actual law. And then there would be, like there was a router's article shared by a libertarian and they're saying you can't pass water out yes well no you can't we can't because we're libertarians we'll be, be pumping for the thing the poll workers still could pass out water and food see that was like a little piece that was left out and i think when you put that into this equation it changes this conversation now yeah i mean you might say get closer to the door is it? It's not really to me. I, don't, I mean, we, there's a lot of more things we could discuss. Sure, but it's still there. But at, now I'm looking at all these people. Oh, this is wrong. We ought to focus. I'm gonna go down there and I'm gonna fight to pass out water and food at these elections. Okay, no, you're not. Number one, you're not going to go down there. But I was getting frustrated because we're not fighting about. Like it's easy to. We're, Oh, uh, you make these announcements. That's a neo-Nazi. That's a, what was just put under neo the name. Right. Call someone, and we're fighting over that. We're not actually fighting over the policy. Right. You know, or the law. Well, so in turn, I got angry, and I was wondering. And when I was driving home, then I'm thinking, I got to get up tomorrow morning, go collect signatures. How do I? You know, how do you stay motivated? I'm, I've been doing this for. Now, like I said, 10, uh, 10, going on 11 years. 
Well, um, you know, one way I looked at it, when uh, Charlie Milner ran and we got the elections results, he got about 14% of the vote. And I had someone say, uh, send me a message, say that we uh, were sorry that he didn't win. And I stopped him. I said, no, no, you don't understand. Charlie did win. He won 14% of the vote. His message was strong enough for 14% of the people to come out and vote for him in a three-party, three-race, uh, right? Three, three-way race. That, to me, at first, it was very kind of discouraging, and then I changed my view of my perspective about it, and I realized this is actually something that would normally have been something that would make me unmotivated, actually turned me motivated because I realized if we can just get out there more and we show people how our our policies, our uh, principles, is a way to make things better in this country, mm -hmm. local too, you know. I think we will get more. Do you think, what about national? Now that's a whole nother ball game. National's Does a whole. Does that discourage you? Because I know I got discouraged. I can't sit here and I know a lot of people are high-fiving, well, but Joe Jorgson got, what, one and a half percent? And it's like, we, we, we for me to actually be able to sell to an individual that you vote for my candidate, right. they have an opportunity to win or at least make a dent. I mean, one percent. I mean, how do I get, how do I, how do I get motivated there? I don't look at national, the Libertarian Party of nationally. I don't know what exactly they they'll, they'll do things where I'm like, okay, that's cool, and then I look at things and I go, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Well, one, I mean, obviously I think Dr. Jorgensen would have done incredibly better if the media had uh, allowed, given her more coverage. Also, she was allowed to be on the debate stage, which yeah. she rightfully earned, mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion. I think a lot of people staying at home watching the TV and say, hey, who is this? This person has got the solutions. We're not hearing these two old guys arguing. We're actually hearing somebody giving a different idea. I think uh -huh. she would have done a whole lot better. Right. Yeah. But the you want me to tell you 2012 was my first presidential race with a libertarian, 2016, 2020. That was Gary Johnson Gary, and Gary, Bill Wilde. Gary and Gary and um, I loved Gary Johnson and Jim Gray. I'm Jim oh, Bill, okay. the first Jim Gray, one. I'm sorry. Bill Wells was the second one. Yeah, Gary right. Johnson, yeah. Bill Wells, and That's then right. of course Jeff. I can tell you the exact playbook that has happened from 2020 back, and I'll tell you the exact same playbook that's going to happen in 2024, 2028, 2032. Okay. I don't feel that the Libertarian Party nationally, or maybe, and we're part of the state. Right. I mean, it's not that we're not, you know, so I mean, I'll, I'll throw, even myself, I have to look at my own self. What are we doing? But. We've got to start looking at things to, um, we know they're not, we're going to be ignored in the media. We're not going right. to be welcomed in the debates. Right. How do we, how do we go around it? Now I'm not asking for you to solutions because obviously if we had solutions, we wouldn't be sitting here and I'm, <laughs> but, but you know, we'd be, we'd be making millions of dollars, but we need to circle one around the system. If I know the fight, how this fight's going to be. I'm not, and, and we keep, it's the insanity. It's that definition of insanity. We're right. expecting a different result, but we just keep 
doing the exact same thing. We don't make a list of any, like there was a Joe Ro- they they put out that thing. Joe Ro- Joe Dro- Joe Rogan voted for Joe Jorgensen. Yes. Oh, congratulations. Maybe he should have told his listeners, you know, eight weeks prior to the elections, they could have looked her up. Right. Maybe he could have put her on the show. I don't care about afterwards. But, and he's voted for Gary Johnson. What we need to do is get to these folks that are high profile. Bill Burr, Penn Teller, uh, Big Boy from Outcast, Individuals like that make a list and start saying, all right. We need you to come out and support our candidate when the time is here. There was a, uh, I can't remember the band's name, it was a metal band, but he was a libertarian. I never even knew he was a libertarian. I'm not, I'm not real crazy about the band, but it's like one of them really harder death metal yes, bands. Yes, I remember hearing something about that. So in turn, why don't we have, we need to have him on standby and say, here in a couple, we need him to be out there telling his fans. I'm, I'm not sitting here because look, I know they lose their uh, people or uh, listeners and things of that nature. I get right. that. That's fine. I get it. Right. But at the same time, I need people like Drew Carey saying, sharing, liking posts, doing whatever. We need to start going around the system. And we almost need to do the Ross. This is what I believe right now. LPVA national, if not national, state. We just start doing fundraising, and we buy the ad. Just like Ross Perot in 1992, he got on the debate stage because they weren't saying his name on the news, but right. he bought the time. And then all of a sudden, people they have to they for he forced them when uh, in that movie with uh, Jay Leno and Dave Letterman talking about the Tonight Show debacle. Uh, what's her name? Kathy Bates. What the care her character goes? She was her and Jay Leno were having a fight, and she says, "I was the girl. I was the person who told the people, hey boys, you're playing the wrong game. We're playing the game here now. They had to change because of me. And you know, this, all right, this right. LP needs to start doing that. And if it means Green Party, if it means Constitutional Party, things of that nature, then they need to get involved too. You know, but I mean." Whatever case might be, right? Um, I think uh, I think Dr. Jorgensen did. Oh, very good. Please, um, yes, please. I think uh, Dr. Jorgensen did really well uh, as far as getting her advertising and, like you said, getting celebrity endorsements and stuff is important. Um, whatever you can do to get her name on there, right, or the next candidate to get them on the debate stage. Um, I think the motivation is there. It's just you got to get the exposure more out, and mm-hmm. that's expensive. But, but see, the problem that we're getting is we're getting like you'll be doing this for five years, ten years, twenty years, whatever, and then when you finally get someone to show up who's got piss and vinegar going through their system, right. you're like, oh, screw this, you know. Now it's like they're wanting to do, they're wanting to go knock door knock, and you're like, ugh. I'm tired. I've been doing oh, this. Yeah. You're, you're beat down. You need a win. We need well. We need wins, and we need more people. And um, yeah, and, and new faces always bring more motivation. And again, I'm gonna go back to winning. You know, what is your definition of winning? Is it someone? Are you gonna be elected? 
or are you actually making changes in your community? I think making changes in the community is nice, yes. and I think it is the right thing. If you look at, like, the Libertarians have been on the winning side for when it comes to legalization of marijuana, for instance. All right, yeah. Uh, the marriage, uh, yep. you know, yep. government shouldn't be in marriage. We, we've yep. been pushing for that, but... Uh, the problem is what happens is these other parties mm -hmm. will come along and then they'll see that it's always gaining traction. They'll take it. And then they what they do is like marijuana, for instance. Everyone's high-fiving that marijuana is going to become legal. Yeah. Trust me on this. As, as we said here, they will tax it until it's so heavy taxed yep. that it's going to uh, kill, it's going to turn into a black market. Yep. It's just like Eric Gardner. Everyone talks about Eric Gardner getting choked. When he got choked, and you know, uh, he was selling Lucy cigarettes. You know? Yeah, yes. The thing is, now, well, there's multiple things. One, the businesses around called on him. It wasn't the police just showing up to harass him. Yeah, it was okay. competition. No, 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 no. They, they were like, hey, he brings these undesirable folks here because he's selling Lucy cigarettes. We don't, we, we're trying to run a business and it's hurting our clientele. All right, well, now, but now, but he's he was selling Lucy cigarettes because taxes are so high up in New York. <laughs> Can't afford you know? it back, right? And I'm not advocating. I think what happened to him was horrible. And, you know, definitely, I think, you know, when police do wrong, they need to be held to a point. But what's yes. going to happen is when you allow these th people to t take the idea, everyone's high-fiving, oh, marijuana is legal here in Virginia. We were just talking over at the beer um at the beer joint, Bill's uh, Brewery. Yep. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, you know they're they're sitting here talking about ten thousand dollars just to put in an application for a dispensary. <laughs> yes, and it's like, and that's not even that's ten thousand dollars just to put it in. Not that's not even if you're going to accept it. You know. Thank um, you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. You're uh, you know that's an issue that. I agree. Um, I think that's why we need to focus on decriminalizing versus legalizing. Right. I would actually see it just be completely decriminalized. No taxes. Anybody can sell it. It's like what Larry Sharp now, said. It'd be like yes. a tomato. That's the way it needs to be. And that goes for everything. You're correct. I don't know. I was reading that one article when it was talking about sex workers after the... Atlanta thing and it was like yes one was like yeah one of the good ideas about selling or put making legalizing prostitution would be we could tax it and mm -hmm. we could get it for the same it's like get the fuck out of here yeah that's the last thing we need to be doing is taxing yep. look you can tax some things and I'm whatever but here's this lady or guy Right, <laughs> selling their body, yeah. and you want me to tack? They're doing all the work, and I know the scumbags that would be going in there buying, being their clientele. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's that's the state Someone for you, to being the uh, parasite on the uh, fruits of the labor of others. Right. Um, that's why everything needs to be decriminalized. No taxes whatsoever. How? I think the state, our state. For the most part, it seems like we're getting set. We're getting good. I think we're getting uh, set up pretty good. I think we got some good people in place. But we, as I told someone before, I said, you know, 
Oh, wait, can you go into what do you mean, uh, good people? Which good people? You talking about the? Uh, I'm talking about like uh, no, 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 no. Oh, well. no, 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 shit. No. Oh, okay. I'm talking about our people in the SEC. I think oh, I'm yeah. seeing like Holly Ward. I think she's a very good lady with community director Angela Richardson. She's helping me with the membership. Right. Okay. We got some really bang up people. Yes. And then both of them are vets, and that's not another. But they, these are some good people coming. The problem is, and I'm worried, is they're going to, sh they're not going to get the help that they need, and they're going to say, "All right, I'm out." You know, they're going to drop the ball, and not not drop the ball, but just put the plate down, put the ball down, say, "I'm going home. I've got better things to do." Well, the question is, is what is their motivation for doing that? And that, that maybe they need a win. You know, maybe right. they're investing their time and their energy, probably their money into it as well. They like to see some kind of return for the investment. Right. What is that for these individuals? Uh, you know, are we in here? You know, it's a marathon. You know, it's we got to be in here for the long run. We, but you know, you do need to have some kind of sign that you're gaining some type of traction. Uh huh. Well, you know, we. we I was talking to someone. Wish I can remember who. But. It is a marathon. We're in a marathon because right. I, who was it when, like, when communism and stuff? They said it wasn't going to show up tomorrow. It would be blocked. That it's going to take generational, yes. and it and what you're now seeing is two, three generations later. They're sitting here going, "All right, socialism's a good idea," yep. and I know socialism leads to communism. I know they're not the same thing, but we've got to pick up the pace. We can't keep looking now. I'm not saying that we've got to do a run the 400. Right. I understand we're running a marathon, but we need to pick up the pace. We need to get the educators because when I go talk to teachers that will fight against school choice, when you talk against sure. uh, individual, I mean, there's a lot of police officers that I know uh, that they they. It's that whole nonsense with, well, this is what I got to do. There's no pushback. Now, granted, once again, we're in a position, and look, I'm in the same thing. Right. You can't just go, all right, well, screw you. I'm going home. We still got to pay our bills. We still got and I know it's, and I understand it's, uh, we got to make sure, have, but we got to get into the police departments. So when they see an unjust law, that instead of trying to go, all right, well, let's push it. No, 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 no. We're not going to push that. They will not push it. Like sheriff's departments more. Maybe not the police department, right. but sheriff's department. This is an unjust law. We will not enforce it. Uh, well, no. one, I think that goes to the sheriff. Uh, like for the county I live in, it was a lady in 2020, Saturday before Easter Sunday. Her son comes home from college. Family members are very excited that he's home. They're coming in and out of her driveway. A neighbor reported said, oh, they're breaking the, uh, I think it was the 10 people at the time, gathering. Here comes the sheriff deputy and uh, charged her. Uh, for this that. is 2020 during the yes. lockdown? Yep. Okay. And, um, you know, the sheriff, and I, I, why didn't the deputy look and say, I think this is a violation of the First Amendment? Um, I think they had a shutdown for non-essential businesses, and I think it came into effect at 10 o'clock. Can't remember the day. It was governor's order. It was like 10:05. Deputies drives by this business on 29, 
uh, probably somewhere north of Danville a little bit. He sees the business is open and goes in there, orders the business owner to shut down immediately. That was that man's uh, bread and butter right there. Where was the heart for that deputy? Why didn't he say this isn't just, you know? So the question I think too is, is I agree with you, we've got to get libertarian people into these positions, but I think you might have to start off with a sheriff because I think a lot of these sheriffs want deputies who take orders and don't really think too much about their actions. It's high probability because the last thing you, but this is just the way life is. I mean, like when I remember I wasn't a chief in the Navy, but I remember less talking to a chief and he's like, you know, when they go into the chief's quarters, you can yell at each other, disagree right. with each other, right. but when you come out, you were on the same page. Right. And maybe that's what the deputies need to do is go in there and give pushback to the sheriff. You know, Vince McMahon, there was a writer, and I can't. I think it was Vince Russo. He, he used to write for WWE. And uh, he, he was talking, and Vince would, they would put up some idea, and then he would put it down. And then uh, Vince would put, Vince Russo would put it down, and when McMahon went into his house, this other guy who was on the writing team, Pat Patterson, said, look, he's like, uh, you need to say, "That's a, I understand the idea, but what if? But what if? See, a lot of times what we do, I think, is we just rush in and we just go, this is nonsense, this is stupid. We don't ever go, but I understand what you're doing. But what if we do this? You know, maybe the deputies should do that, and I think libertarians need to start doing that too. We've got to look from. It's easier said that right now is a. I would love to have that utopia, libertarian utopia of us just going out here and doing what we want and saying what we want. Right. But it. But it doesn't exist. Reality no, <laughs> is, we got 330 million people in this country. That's not going to fly. Well, and what, what we, but what we can do is we can start slowly turning that thing because everything it, they're wanting to do, if it's, oh, let's give everyone um, um, reparations. We'll give, we'll give everything. You're still being. We're here. Here's food stamps. Here's HUD. Here's Social Security. Everything you're being dependent on the government. We need to get sure. people's eyes turned to being individuals, and I think. That's what I want to hear more from my... When I heard Hawkins up in Richmond, is that where he's running? Uh, nearby. I, I don't know if it's actually for the city of Richmond. Right. I really liked it because the first stuff I've heard now, how he's talking right now, I'm not certain, but when I first saw him, he was pushing uh, individualism real hard. Right. You know, and that's what I want to see from my people. That's just like, it's just so frustrating to me, and I don't know how to... And then in turn, you get unmotivated, then you have to try to get motivated, and then it's like, you only can do it so many times. It's almost like, I don't, I don't Well, you know, it's going to sound a little crazy, too. Um, Leonard Reed, he talked about some stuff. Um, I think it was a libertarian leadership. The Who's Leonard Reed? Uh, he was a libertarian author. He was the founder of FEE. Okay, okay. Foundation for Economics Education. Um, uh-huh. He said that it really doesn't necessarily take the majority of people to change the society. It actually just takes a smaller amount. And we're almost playing tug of war with society. If you pull the rope strong enough, 
right. Liberty, uh, more people tend to lean in the middle towards Liberty. Tyrannical, if they get more people pull that rope, it'll go that way. Um, you know, I really respect Leonard Reed. Uh, I think he was right on many things. Uh, so one thing is, is if we can educate people, that's how we can change people towards liberty, hopefully. But, and again, we might have to also take the route that the pilgrims took and realize, hey, we can't change this. We're going to have to start our own. Right. You know, uh, it might actually get to the point where it might sound a little crazy, but if the American dollar actually completely collapsed like their German mark or something. But it's not crazy. It is going to collapse. It, yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, I guess it just is, you know, Growing up as a kid in the 90s, you know, America's great, you think, and then you, you're coming up to this, it, it just sounds crazy now. But it might come to the point where we might actually have to go somewhere else, maybe another part of the country, something like the, uh, the Free State Project. Right. That's a little too cold for me, but uh, I think that's an excellent idea. You know, I'd have no issue with the Free State Project if they were actually running for office, but from my understanding, a lot of them guys and gals will go up there and then they don't even get into the system they don't even vote they just like so you, you can't make changes i mean i know some look i think the elections there have always been people trying to change, make adjustments so their team can win i mean right. there's always fraudulent stuff happening here and sure. there so so in turn it, I, I get it if you don't like the system no, i'm not going to vote well then how are you going to make any you, well, you've got to play the game that you've got now what you got and then right once to, once we get to a certain point then you can do the whole kathy Bates of hey boys the game's changed we're playing over here now not over there right. you know and that means we've got to get members into house of delegates and the city council right um like you, you know, libertarians. Uh, most of us absolutely despise the state, recognize it's illegitimate, and it's criminal. Um, why do we want to run for an office to be part of that? Well, th you know, way I look at it, it's kind of like the locomotive. You got the state. The state is the locomotive. What is the part of being an elected official as a libertarian to that locomotive? You're the braking system. That is the whole point of you running is you've got to get in there and you've got to put the brakes on to slow that locomotive down and then if you get enough pressure you can eventually stop it and that is the point of us so yeah you may absolutely despise the state and say i don't want to run or whatever right but just remember the whole purpose of you running is to reverse the damages that they have done and try to preserve liberty so if there was one thing that you've learned, that you, if you could go back right now to when you first started, what would have been that one thing that you would have changed? Is there anything that you would have done differently right now that you've learned? As being a libertarian? No, being uh -oh. being the leader of the libertarian, of Lynchburg, the libertarian area of Lynchburg. Because like hindsight 2020, looking back of how we ran things in 2010 to running things now, right. you know, I think it was a great example. We did not collect emails. We did not make the MailChimp. Um, and we were not, so in turn, that was one thing that I, can, I know, right? We, well, we were collecting emails. We just weren't collect, putting them on the e any type of email service. 
Is there anything that you, if you could go back right now and say, all right, I could tell my younger self to do, is there anything that you would have do? Well, I mean, let's look what we had going on last year. We didn't have a congressional uh, candidate for our district, but we did have Joe Jorgensen. I wish I had gone out there a little bit more and advertised her, um, maybe help her campaign out a little bit more. Right. Um, but, you know, to be honest with you, I'm really proud of what we accomplished. We had two billboards in the area, and uh, Lynchburg was the number one city in Virginia to gain, you know, the, the votes. Uh, only behind is the town of Buena Vista. Um, for Joe George. For Dr. Jorgensen, that's correct. So I'm, I'm really proud of that. Because um, you have to understand, I've only been chair since uh, September. Um, right, but you've been part of the group. I was only part. I was only. Oh, I see what you're saying. Actually, I've only been part of the Libertarian as a voting member, if technically for sixteen, I think. So you know, I was for six years. I was just there, and I was more. I was an active member. They would almost give me a courtesy vote, right? Type deal. I was. I was not the chair. I was not the vice chair. I was not anything. Um, so in turn, I could go back and tell, like I said, I told, took all them emails that we were collecting from the gun shows and put right. onto a Meltzer channel. And I was also think we would have tried to, I think you need to be wiser with your, I think we need to do fundraisers. I wish I would have tried to tr learn fundraising That's, because now we're in a position, like granted, I pay 200 some dollars for two years on Wix for the website, but I would rather someone else, I'd rather have everybody who's claiming to be libertarian give me a couple bucks. You That's know? right. Hey, that would uh, help out incredibly. Uh, you know, to, to be honest with you, uh, 2020 was an absolutely crazy year. We can't, you know, anything that happened last year. We can't judge ourselves. No, 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 no. That, 2020, you, know. you cannot judge yourself. No, and, and, and even before that, you know. But I think I will judge, judge for Jorgensen. I was, once again, I was kind of disappointed that she, uh, there, it wasn't, like, there was nothing out there. Well. I, I, I saw nothing. And look, Larry Sharp said it best. Uh, he was, who's, I can't remember if he was being interviewed by someone or if he was just talking on his show. But he said there's six things to be, till we get a candidate. He said, you gotta, do they got a full team ready to go? No. Are they able to quit work for that entire year? Because they're going to have to go everywhere, anywhere and everywhere. Right. Are they going to be able to fundraise? Right. Um, I remember he said libertarian principles is a given, so they should be libertarian. Right. And then there was two others, and I wish, and I cannot remember them now. But be here or there, he was like, "There's only out of all the candidates that ran for president, only three of them, four of them could actually run." Hmm. So it was like Ken Armstrong, who's my favorite. Yeah, he was and, great. Uh, uh, Adam Kokesh. Yep, Adam Kokesh was one. And Vermin Supreme. There, there was Vermin Supreme, and there was one more. I cannot remember. Dan Berman? No, I don't think he put Dan Berman on that list. But he said everybody else has had to work or whatever. Right. And I thought, wow, that, you know, we should, like, that really should. That right there, do you have a campaign team together? Nope. All right, well, you're not going to be here. 
Are you? Do you got this? No. Yes. Or I can raise money. I can. He also talked about how he's like when Joe Jorgensen ran. He's like, and I think he spoke about Hornsburg because he was a professor too, right? Uh, he's a lawyer, I think, isn't he? Um, doctor. Why do I think he was a doctor, professor? Um, but okay. be here. There. He may be. Be here there. When you have, and if you have a teacher run, she has. 50 students come into her class and they have to be there so she can sit there and talk real monotone real slow you know blah 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 and then it's tires them out but they can't go nowhere because they're forced to be in her class right where if larry sharp speaks he's not a teacher if they come and listen to him if he starts talking that monotone voice they're just gonna get up and walk out so you need someone who can talk and be energetic. That's why, who's the, the wrestler who ran for Libertarian down uh Bravio brother? Oh, uh, Houston Barrow. Yes, yeah, yes, Houston Barrow. That's why when I asked him, I first met him. I said, yeah. when you ran, did you play your character in him? And it was strange, because he was like, no, I never did. But for me, like when I first started going out here to the work tables and stuff, in my head, I was playing characters. Now, in my head, I might be Ric Flair, and I was, but I wasn't, but I was having to try to think of his personality. I wasn't trying to talk like the nature boy or anything to that nature, but I was having right. to, he would speak, he would be confident. Right. You know. And I saw that a little bit today. You have to play a character. Yeah. But when I, if I go in here to this restaurant and I'm by myself, it's hit, hit down, in the phone, whatever, just so I'm not making eye contact with nobody. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got two. Yeah, and that's another thing. I think a lot of people, libertarians, uh, I think we like to mind our own business and stick to ourselves. Um, that did, yes. And it, I think a lot of times it has a certain personality. So when you all of a sudden, like me, for example, I'm not a very public person. You know, I was. I told a gentleman earlier today. I was kind of like a hermit. I wanted to live in my off-grid house and. Forget mm -hmm. about the world and try to be, but then I realized, you know, uh, I was so uncomfortable of the direction this country is going in. I said, I have to take action and I've got to get out there and start talking to the public. Right. Uh, you know, canvassing, uh, petitioning and stuff. And I really had to come out of my bubble. Uh, that wasn't easy to do. Um, but yeah, that's something I think. I see a lot of times when people go, oh, and I go, look, I'm an extrovert. I'm, or I'm an introvert. I'm definitely not an extrovert. Right. And people are like, oh. They, they don't believe me and it's like look I've got to pretend to, I've got to force myself to be an yes. extrovert because if I don't the last thing you want is some new kid to show up at a meeting and then we all just sit there and mumble yes. our way through a meeting real quick I have to act like I'm excited to be there I, even if I'm not excited on that day if I'm sick or tired or whatever you know I've got to catch myself to do the same thing oh, yeah yeah and that's why I really I was wondering because I figured that that would have helped Bur uh, helped him out down there in North Carolina some. I would have I would have if it would have been me, I would have told him, you play that character. <laughs> he grabs the opponent, slams him on the table. Well, I guess he couldn't do that; it'd be a violation of NAP. But I, I would pay to see that though. But well, yes, there's a lot. Well, I wouldn't have done his opponent. I, there's a lot of other people. He's gonna start attacking I think I could probably give him a bigger list and a better list but yeah man we're at 40 minute mark so I think we'll call it for now okay. thanks for coming on here thank you and for having speaking. me speaking and we'll be uh, talking to you I know shortly here soon with other candidates around the country yes. or around the state I
Well, thanks for listening, and once again, thank you to Derek Maddox for sitting down with me and talking libertarian issues. So, uh, once again, fellas, guys and gals, I shouldn't just say fellas, please go down, look in the description, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, we are MaxLib. If you go to YouTube, click the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, we put up daily videos there. We have our weekly podcast right here on Podbean and other great places to you get your podcast. So until next time, my friends, don't just live free, stay free.